0: Hey, everybody. Welcome. It's so great to have everybody here. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. If you've been part of the last hour of the show, well, you're amazed, aren't you? Um, I'm amazed. Mindy's amazing. But, you know, get ready to be amazed again. Dr. Friedemann Chow is in the house. Love doing this series with him, The Empowered Self, with my co-host, Dr. Friedemann Chow. That's his radio. You know, he's got this amazing, amazing radio series he's putting together. But he's also the author of uh, The Fear and Anxiety Solution. So you're ready for today's show. We're going to do the truth about fear and anxiety. It's a Q&A, question and answer, the truth about fear and anxiety. So here's the deal. Fear and anxiety can leave you feeling confused, overwhelmed, and powerless, as most of our energy is dedicated to protect yourself from these feelings. So then we find ourselves exhausted and easily, my favorite word, irritated. You may even start dealing with insomnia, chronic pain, or other physical symptoms. Anybody out there feel a little irritated today? And even though you have tried everything to overcome these emotions, nada, nothing seemed to make a difference. Well, guess what? We've got the phone lines open during the show today. We're taking your call. Are you ready to get rid of that overwhelmed, confused, irritated feeling? This is the show for you. It is a call-in show. And why? Because we've got Dr. Friedman Schaub in the house. Also, you can send your question in our instant feedback. And if you go to the Dr. Pat Show dot TransformationTalkRadio.com, then all you need to do is just scroll down on the bottom right. You can type in your question and we'll get it on air. Dr. Friedman is somebody that I've known for uh, a number of years. I'm, I'm thrilled that I get to call on my colleague and my friend. And, you know, I've watched the amazing things that he has done to help our listeners, listeners worldwide. He is also the award-winning author of The Fear and Anxiety Solution. He's also the founder of Cellular Wisdom, which is a personal breakthrough and empowerment program. You know, today you're not going to only hear about, you know, the discoveries in The Fear and Anxiety Solution, but also he's also putting together a special way, another way to connect with all of us to make sure we have the tools that we need. Whether you're facing challenges like anxiety, depression, tro- post-traumatic stress disorder, chronic pain, he works with people all over the world. He works with folks using Skype and much more. I could sit here and list all of the different ways that he has, all the different tools in his toolkit to help you. But, you know, you just have to go to the thefearandanxietysolution.com and check it out. But today's show is to get underneath the skin of fear. Get underneath there. You know, what does that look like? And then what is the relationship, by the way, between fear and anxiety? So many people think they're the same. But why isn't the book just called one or the other? Why is it called The Fear and Anxiety Solution? Today we're going to hear from this amazing practitioner, researcher, doctor about what this is about what seems to be the issue and what are the misconceptions to everything dr friedman is also someone that if you've missed any part of anything he has done you can go to our website or his website and the archives are all there years of them his free teleseminar is on march 28th at 10 and it will be amazing it will be amazing live video seminar April 8th through June 20th. We're going to hear all about that. And, you know, it's really kind of interesting as I sit in this in the space that I sit in and I think about when I first met Dr. Shao. when did I first meet him? And I think (laughs) about he's (laughs) laughing. And I think about, you know, I was thinking about this the other day and I think about where you were. And it's a long time ago. And now I'm looking at this. You got a teleseminar, seminar. You got an award-winning book. You're writing another book, and it is so amazing that I get to do what I do and watch you do what you do. Interesting, well, isn't it? To have much. that thought. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I I really think that uh, you know the the work with you has been also instrumental because it's uh, you have uh, a way about you that. Uh, you know, you raise the bar. And every time I come on your show, I know I want to really just give your listeners and, uh, you know, your audience the best I can to introduce and educate these um, notions about fear and anxiety or other things we talk about. Because I think you have a really, really strong listenership that uh, is very well uh, informed and uh, very eager to grow and change and thrive. So I'm, I'm always thrilled to be on your show. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I've said this before. I think these are the greatest listeners on the planet, and I'm always amazed by them. Friedman, I have to tell you, I had a call in to a show the other day, and it was such an interesting dialogue between, you know, our fabulous, fabulous listener and my guest, that, you know, I just literally sat back and had these two have a big old conversation. I actually forgot it was my show, you know, uh,
2: but, perfect. but, you know,
0: let's talk about that because if I think about that moment and, and who I was in that moment, that's not the person I've always been in my life. You know, I could point to, I, I could go back to points in time and this is really what I want to talk with you about. This is what today's show is about. I can go back in points in time where I was so overcome by fear. And anxiety that I wouldn't have been able to sit back and let that happen, and I love that this is a q and a because I really would love for you to break down fear and anxiety for all of us today, and you know this, I said this earlier, we get those two confused we think they're the same, so the question is, are they
1: well. Fear and anxiety are not the same in regards to uh, the definitions uh, that, you know, for example, psychology uh, or traditional Freudian psychology has been given them because fear is more a specific topic that we are concerned about. The fear of flying, the fear of getting old, the fear of losing a job. So it really is about a topic that uh, you know we fret about, and anxiety is more the the worry about the unknown. It, for many people is more like this undercurrent of uneasiness, and not so much a, a specific uh, concern. But then I also find that people are using these terms interchangeably, and they say I'm afraid of the unknown, and I'm anxious about getting in the car and driving on in the interstate. So we cannot necessarily put them into really clear boxes, and the truth is they come from the same place. They do come from that part of our mind that is responsible for emotions, and they certainly have very similar patterns. Now, what you just said was really interesting how you had uh, in the past certainly more fear and anxiety, and you would have not let a show just unfold as it did, and, and that's something I'm really passionate about because many of Uh, the listeners would probably say, well, I don't really have a fear issue. Nobody really diagnosed me with anxiety disorder. But what they may not really realize is that most of their life decision is actually driven by fear and anxiety. And what they do is they compensate with it. You know, they manage their fears and anxiety just like you would have taken control in that interview and uh, wanting to be in charge That's one of those four patterns of those survival patterns that we do to somehow manage fear and anxiety. And these are the patterns that usually prevent us from really enjoying life because they keep us trapped in the same ways of behaving and thinking over and over again. And ultimately, they're extremely draining and certainly not very fulfilling
0: you know and and honestly boy i got i just got i have to tell you you know when you were talking about that i thought oh my gosh i felt like i i had a moment right there as you were talking about these things where i couldn't i it was hard for me to open my mouth and it's still hard for me right now to open my mouth and actually find the words i mean isn't that how devastating fear and anxiety is that it doesn't really take very much for us to get plugged right into that stuff
1: yeah it's you know it can be called devastating but When you really realize uh, that fear and anxiety doesn't try to devastate us, it Mm -hmm. actually has only one purpose, which is to keep us safe. And what that often means is that it makes us not bring out a word because maybe saying the wrong thing may, again, for this uh, anxious part inside of us, may be a no-no. So then we are losing really either the ability to have a clear thought or we just cannot really open our mouth. If we do this out of fear, it is to protect us, to prevent us from uh, getting rejected, criticized, making a fool out of ourselves. And so every, every aspect of fear and anxiety can be looked at as, okay, I see there is a protective notion behind it. And when you do that, Fear doesn't seem to be such a nemesis, such an enemy anymore, but it feels like a, you know, like a bodyguard inside of you that just a little bit is overzealous to to keep you safe and certainly often does behaviors that are outdated and don't really serve us any longer.
0: Well, I love this show. I love what we're talking about. We're going to talk about this. You know, why is it that, you know, most of us are held back from taking charge on our healing journey? You know, what is it about our anxiety? What are the misconceptions? And what are we going to get
3: straight
0: right here with Dr. Freedom and Child? What are we going to do? For those of you out there, this is an opportunity to say goodbye to fear and anxiety. We have opened up the phone lines for you, 1-800-930-2819. Give us a shout, 1-800-930-2819. Or get your question right into our instant feedback on the website, dr pad show transformation talk radio scroll all the way down pretty soon you're going to be able to send us a voice text and much more we got a lot of cool things going on thanks to the team here i just show up let's take a short break everybody we'll be right back with dr friedman chow i
3: saw stars on the pavement California trees Looked up through the bright light
0: Always inspiring and uplifting, Brenda Thine spreads love and light wherever she goes. Enlightening, empowering, and encouraging readings, Brenda connects with your guides, angels, fairies, and loved ones who have crossed over to provide you with the highest guidance possible to enable you to live your highest truth and maximize your potential. Always light-filled, a session with Brenda will have you feeling wonderful, centered, and ready to take on anything. Schedule your session now at brendathine.com. That's Brenda, T-H-Y-N-E dot com.
3: Pure Encapsulations is committed to producing the most complete line of research-based nutritional supplements from fish oil to probiotics to multivitamins and more. Available through qualified health professionals and community pharmacists, finished products are pure and hypoallergenic to optimize the long-term health of all patients, even the most sensitive. With Pure Encapsulations, you can rest assured that you're getting the purest and highest quality nutritional supplements available. Ask a qualified healthcare practitioner about Pure Encapsulations today and discover why it's the supplement brand of choice for healthcare professionals worldwide. For more information, please visit www.pureencapsulations.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You said it's all yours if you take it down.
0: Hey everybody! Welcome back. Welcome back to Dr. Pat Show Transformation Talk Radio. It's so great. I love Dr. Friedman Chow. Just love him. Absolutely love him. And oh. you, you know, I mean, part of this is every time I do a show with him, uh, there's something in the show that is for me to learn. I don't know. Raise your hand if you're like me. Well, apparently you are because. We got, we got people calling into the show right now as well as sending us messages. And if you'd like to do that, we have a toll-free number. And, Daniel, will get to you in a hot second here. 1-800-930-2819 if you want to give us a shout. Uh, Dr. Friedman is taking your calls because, you know what, if you're anything like me, you want to just – I, I am so, like, at a place, Dr. Friedman, in my life about fear and anxiety. It's, it's really old news for me but I'm not without it. So before we get to the phones and before we get to the question, you've got a great seminar coming up. Tell folks about it.
1: Yeah, well, I have a free uh, Breakthrough Fear and Anxiety teleseminar seminar coming up on Saturday, March 28th. It's uh, from 10 to 11.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, so 1 to 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And uh, this will be basically a opportunity for you to learn more about the truth of fear and anxiety, to also understand why you have actually what it takes to transform your life. Because many people that are dealing with fear and anxiety don't believe they can change. They may have been anxious for decades, and they don't believe that it's possible for them to be any different because maybe they think they're hardwired or that's just their identity, and that's all not true. And I explained to you exactly exactly how and why you can change and heal and overcome fear and anxiety. And then we're going to work also on some processes on how to stop anxiety in its tracks and how to start the, the breakthrough process. So this is a great opportunity. If you want to join, please send us an email at info, I-N-F-O, at thefearandanxietysolution.com. Simply, uh, maybe in the subject line, you can call teleseminar. And then we'll send you the information, the call-in information and the conference code. You can also send a question in. I would love to have your questions that I will then also address and answer during this free tele So looking forward to having you on there and uh, starting yeah. to help you overcome this fear and anxiety issue.
0: Because it, it shows up in places, and we don't really actually even recognize it. So I know one of the things you do, Dr. Friedman is you work with people to recognize it showing up. You know, I don't know how many times I've heard from people, I'm not afraid, I'm not afraid, and yet they are completely stuck in a place right. in life. And I know that you've helped me really get underneath, you know, what I like to call the skin of fear. Uh, and uh, as you are going to help Daniel right now, Mr. Benny, let's bring Daniel on. He's there, Daniel. Welcome to the show. Hey, Daniel. Hey, Great to you. have you.
2: Thank you, Dr. Patton. Uh, doctor, this is a wonderful topic, and I love your show and what you do, and you have great uh, insight and topics. Thank you.
0: Well, this has been, I have to tell you, this has been a little pickle for me, this fear and anxiety thing. Thank, thank goodness that Friedman is my friend, right? So how can we help uh, yes. you today? How can we help you well, today? Well,
2: um, I've gone through a little bit of a, a past uh, depression in many different Thought, diagnoses and different uh, prescriptions, I'm kind of anxious or a little anxiety about maybe getting off of prescription uh, medication, antidepressants. And so I, mm-hmm. I'm guessing what is what is like a sign or like uh, the doctor that I have continually either changes the medication or increases the dosage. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to maybe wean myself off of that so that I can have more of a Uh, awareness or mindfulness in in, uh, overcoming these perceived uh,
1: consciousness or depressions or whatever Mm -hmm. they are, the anxiety. Well, you know, it's interesting with depression because uh, I found that uh, a lot of people that actually have been diagnosed with depression uh, really know that the whole emotional uh, turmoil and challenge started more with anxiety. And uh, depression can be in the tail end of a long-standing anxiety, uh, anxiety about the world, beliefs of not feeling good enough or not feeling safe. And and the depression is basically a, a sign of depletion, feeling completely drained from having all this uh, years of stress going through the system. I'm not sure if this was in your case, uh, also something that led to the depression but in general i don't think that uh, medication needs to be the the end point many people have been going off their medication gradually when they have been actually able to address what caused the emotional challenge so in your case did you do any form of therapy or did you ever try to explore what caused me to feel those emotions
2: well, yeah, I think so. I mean, I've gone through uh I mean I I think I basically gone through a divorce and like there was an underlying of irritation and, and satisfaction I guess with life in general mm-hmm. and then I went through a twelve step program. So mm-hmm. I was able to now kind of investigate the inner inner understandings of what I've what I've going through. So I'm kind of in the transition point
1: of of feeling much better and more Mm self-aware and do you have also a better relationship with yourself yeah 100 percent. because that's the key that's the key for depression that's the key for fear and anxiety how do you relate to yourself and uh, unfortunately one of the issues with being diagnosed with any kind of disorder is that sometimes we do identify ourselves with that diagnosis rather than actually really working on understanding ourselves better and relating to ourselves more closely. So that would be key to know, so if I go, you know, gradually, and you would have to do this with your doctor, if I go off gradually the medication and I have emotions coming up, because your, you know, your nervous system will have to go through an adjustment period. Often it is that all of a sudden you feel more because medication puts a little lid on everything. And so when the lid is off and you feel emotions more strongly, do you know how to center yourself? Do you know how to still find yourself and relate to yourself even in the midst of maybe feeling more anxious or nervous or sad or angry and frustrated? So. If you know that you have the tools, if you know that your foundation internally is solid, then I think you certainly, you know, could give it a try. But again, you would need to talk with your doctor about this. But I, I always feel that the side effects of long-term medication are unfortunately also that we often don't feel as deeply the positive feelings and even, you know, just being alive as when we are without yeah. medication. Medication can be a wonderful reprieve, but uh, it doesn't have to be the final step. Okay, and then I guess
2: then the next step, real quick, and I'll, uh, is how would I approach doing this with my doctor, per se? I mean, in the sense of getting him to it seems that he likes to maybe prescribe, over prescribe, or, or keep it going for an extended period of time. So how would I be able to
1: Well, is it a psychiatrist or is it a general practitioner? It's a psychiatrist. Well, I mean, it's uh, obviously it's your mind, it's your life, it's your health. So uh, you are the person who can determine that. And you can also uh, be the one who uh, probably has more confidence in yourself than he may have. So it's perfectly fine for you to stand up for yourself and not let yourself feel that, well, whatever he sees in those short moments when he sees you, determine what you can do and what you cannot do. But I would also, you know, really listen to the recommendation on what speed and uh, in what steps to decrease the medication, because certain medications need a longer time to get out of the system and need to be just also, you know, handled with greater care than others. So you just want to really listen to that advice. But if you are determined and you feel good about that, and you can always, you know, then have, of course, him as a backup if you don't feel that well, um, you know, stand up for what you believe in. Some, you know, this is a problem, and I come from Western medicine, but the problem is sometimes that Western medicine gives patients the feelings of being powerless and that the doctor knows better and and so we are actually losing really our control over our own health and well-being and and that's not necessary you have done work you have been uh obviously gaining more awareness about yourself so maybe this is a time for you to go to that next step all right well thank you so much doctors very much appreciate
0: yeah. and continue yeah. your great work Yeah, and the other thing I want to say is, let me just say this to you. You're right on track by your willingness to want to sit down with your doctor. I mean, that is really, you see, this is the empowerment series that Dr. Friedman does. And part of this, I hope we're going to talk about this today, Daniel, uh, because now you brought it up. You see, first, here you are, you called into the show. Secondly, you're saying, you know what? I'm willing to sit down with my doctors and and create this partnership, this collaboration with them, and let them know what your desires are, right? And so there you go. Now you have action that you are willing to take. And Friedman's right. I mean, you got to take that action, sit down with the people that are already working with you, and say, look, this is where I am today. This is where I want to go. Can you help me?
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it is really interesting that, um, you know, I have uh, just uh, yesterday I talked to a client who told me that her doctor, her psychiatrist, really was adamant about giving her anti-anxiety medication. And uh, the interesting thing was she felt that the anti-anxiety medication made her actually anxious.
2: But the doctor (laughs) said,
1: no, we have to increase the dose. We have to increase the dose. And And eventually the doctor agreed, well, you know, I think you're right. You actually do feel more anxious when you are on the medication than when you're off. So now she's off and she feels completely different. So her intuition, her gut feeling was true. And sometimes we just know ourselves better because we live with ourselves 24-7. That's not to say that doctors know what they're doing, but we have to, like you said so beautifully, we have to have a collaboration.
0: And, Absolutely. Uh, and
1: that's sometimes what we forget.
0: Absolutely. And that's actually what it's like to work with you, though, because it is a collaboration. I mean, you bring everything from your toolkit. Let's take a short break. and We come back. We have another question that came in through our instant feedback. We're also going to really talk about, you know, this fear and anxiety. And what is it about us understanding it to the point where it will help us change our lives? We've got a great question coming up, folks. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. the same course,
2: I'm slipping down a chain reaction, and here I go, here I go, here
4: Leslie Fontaine is a transformation catalyst and clairvoyant who uses her intuitive and energetic gifts to catapult listeners into living the life they were born to live. Whether it's shifting from scarcity to abundance, from emotional pain into joy, or from illness into health, Leslie will help you step into the true essence and power of all that you are with the help of the Ascended Masters and Archangels. You will not be the same. Visit Transformation Talk Radio for show days and times and LeslieFontaine.com to say
3: yes to explosive abundance. I'm Christine Upchurch and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. What does the word healing mean? Many think that healing merely means eliminating symptoms. However, based on my many years as a healer, I have a much broader perspective on the word. Healing can manifest in a variety of ways, including having physical problems resolved. Becoming more emotionally centered, experiencing better relationships, gaining greater clarity, and feeling more spiritually connected. True healing always includes some level of transformation. Whatever form healing takes, there is one commonality, an improvement in quality of life. To me, the highest form of healing goes beyond aligning with wellness. It comes from recognizing our soul's voice and allowing it to speak through us. And in that sense, don't we all yearn to heal into our wholeness? Please visit StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836.
1: Do you feel stuck with fear and anxiety? Have you tried everything to get rid of these emotions, but nothing seemed to work? Hi, I'm Dr. Friedman Schaub. My Breakthrough and Empowerment Program has helped thousands of people to overcome fear and anxiety and build a new foundation of confidence and inner peace. Join me for my next Breakthrough video seminar and learn how you can transform your life in less than three months. Visit TheFearAndAnxietySolution.com It takes me down, pulls me down, pulls
2: me down
0: Hey, everybody. Awesome, awesome to be connecting with you. Dr. Friedman Chalvis here. Um, before we go to the instant feedback question, I want to say to everybody, you can give us a shout, 1-800-930-2819. Um, if there's something you want to chat with Dr. Friedman about and get some insight. Um, and also, would you mind uh, telling folks again about the upcoming webinar series?
1: Yes. So this is a free teleseminar. Uh, that will address the essentials of breaking through fear and anxiety. It's uh, interactive, so you can send in your questions by uh, typing in info at thefearandanxietysolution.com, tele-seminar, and then you will also get the access number, the phone number, and the access code to call in. It will be on Saturday, the 28th of March, at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, It's 90 minutes, and I'm really looking forward to helping you to really change your mind about fear and anxiety and understand that there is no reason why you could not overcome and transform your
0: life. Awesome. Wow. Uh, For those of you out there, if you haven't got a copy of Dr. Friedman's book, you can also get it at the fear and We had a great instant feedback question from Jody. And I think it's, I don't know if it's Minnesota, Minneapolis, uh, but it's in, in Min, M-I-N-N. Hi, Jody. I love this question. It says, thank you so much. How do I handle someone else's fear? My husband is afraid of everything. Help me, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: oh, a really great man. question. And really uh, I guess uh, Jody needs help because, Maybe either she feels his fear and uh, feels like really it's affecting her, making her also more anxious or more stressed. Or maybe she gets just annoyed with him because she doesn't really understand his worldview and why it is that uh, he feels more afraid and anxious. Well, basically, you cannot really help him by either way by getting annoyed with him or by feeling that you have to take on his emotions and feel responsible for them, fear and anxiety for your husband is probably a really clear sign, just like for most people, that something is really out of balance. See, when people are anxious and afraid, usually it's a pattern that they have uh, for a long, long time. And as I said at the beginning, uh, sometimes we don't even know that we are run by fear and anxiety. When you say, uh, or you ask a question about him being afraid of everything, sounds to me that he's then, as a consequence, avoiding everything and just not wanting to do certain things that uh, he sees as a threat or pose some kind of a risk. So he is in this avoidance pattern, and that's probably something also that he has been in for a long time. Now... When we look at fear and anxiety as this self-protective mechanism that somehow just keeps us safe, the question is, why does your husband feel unsafe? Does he feel unsafe because the outside world appears too big, too overwhelming, too critical? Or does he feel unsafe because he doesn't feel good enough? He doesn't feel fitting in, or does he have what it takes? Or maybe he feels both. But when you understand that there are some core beliefs that are limiting, that he may have had for a long time, then you also know that your husband actually has, through the fear and anxiety, a great opportunity to grow. And actually to grow beyond those beliefs and maybe tap into potential that he didn't have before. So to overcome fear and anxiety, there is no, like, one quick fix. Just shove it under the rug or just tell yourself, no, this is not making any sense, so let's not be afraid. It doesn't work because the fear is going to always push at your mind. It will always try to get your attention. The way to deal with fear and anxiety is to understand what it tries actually to tell a person, what's actually underneath that. Similar to pain, you know, when you do have pain, you mm-hmm. don't necessarily ignore the pain. You want to know where the pain comes from. And that's what we need to do with fear and anxiety as well. So what you can do is to encourage your husband to not feel bad about that he has fear and anxiety, that he shouldn't feel ashamed of it or see it as a weakness, but really that he sees it as an opportunity to heal whatever inside is creating the fear and anxiety, whether it is patterns from the past that made him feel not safe or not good enough, whether he feels there's still some unresolved emotional baggage that he hasn't dealt with, or whether it's simply an imbalance in his life where he may take some external opinions or circumstances more important than himself. All of it is an opportunity for him to grow and to to really empower himself. So let him call in for the teleseminar on the 28th. He can learn more about his fear and anxiety and he can see how this can actually be a catalyst for him to grow and to find his power.
0: You know, uh, some of the things, though, uh, also around that, let's talk about this for a little bit. Because sometimes, you know, in that particular situation, I mean, Jody is clearly married to someone that, you know, she sees has all that fear. But I wanted to ask you what the effects are. I mean, you know, because there are effects if we are uh, surrounding ourselves with people that have high fear and ha- high anxiety and don't have the tools to know what to do about that. Um, and, you know, and, and, and whether it is a parent that's afraid a lot in front of a child or a friend, but, you know, some of this is, is as if we can absorb, you know, that level of fear. And we start to fear ourselves, or maybe that doesn't work like that.
1: Well, it definitely challenges us, you know, because fear and anxiety is such an intense and strong emotion. So that when some person next to us that we live with, that we love, fears and is anxious, we actually automatically need to, you know, at least subconsciously, automatically ask ourselves, well, is he right? Is there maybe really something to be afraid of? Is that maybe really a dangerous thing? So maybe. I need to change my, you know, more I'm at ease opinion and be anxious with him. So there is like the inner protector that we all have that gets triggered by other people's fear and anxiety. And depending on how sensitive you are, you anyhow absorb probably more of the people's emotions around you than, you know, you actually want to or are good for you. So having some kind of a You know, emotional protection, having a sense of, you know, I want to actually shield myself by, for example, removing myself uh, once in a while to center myself. Simple breathing exercise, simple checking in with myself, simply reminding myself I'm safe, I'm not my husband's emotions are things that can be very helpful because, you know, if someone is very afraid they usually are also very sensitive so it can really spiral out of control where you pass on the anxiety from one person to the next and it just gets worse and worse so if you can actually stay calm and centered while he is anxious and afraid now talking to jody uh, it certainly will help him as well because you can be you know like a, a calmer foundation while he has this inner earthquake going on but you don't have to be responsible for the solution he needs to obviously learn how to uh, see and work through fear and anxiety on his own and in his own way but again don't despair this is not a weakness this is not a disorder fear and anxiety are nothing to shove aside or ignore these are actual real signals from our mind, from our subconscious mind, that there is something we need to pay attention to, and we just don't want to just ignore it or or basically poo-poo it. This is something serious and, as I said, usually a wonderful opportunity for the person to go through it because at the end they truly feel, when they have overcome fear and anxiety, transformed.
0: Well, you know, one of the things that we are going to talk about today, and let's do it now, is some of the things that we actually believe about anxiety, for example. You know, there are some misconceptions about it. And, you know, we touched upon one earlier today with Daniel uh, coming in, but we do have these misconceptions, and we do have them in a way that they become truths. So let me give you an example. Um, My mother was very, very depressed, Uh, and so that's what I was told. You know, she was a great woman, big heart, but was always depressed. And there was dialogue that, okay, mom is depressed, therefore the kids should Mm -hmm. be depressed. So then when my sister, you know, went on her path, became depressed over eight, it's like, oh my God, now what's going to happen to you? So tell us about genetics in terms of anxiety and depression.
1: Well, there is certainly a big debate going on about uh, whether depression, anxiety is in our genes, hereditary or not. I think, in general, um, genes are, in my mind, overrated because uh, huh. we are way more flexible with our genetic coding than we are really told. Uh, you know, when we think about that, only 6% of our genetic coding is actually utilized actively and 94% are laying around, uh, that can be activated, that can be utilized, then you also understand, well, maybe we have actually way more flexibility when it comes to our genes than we are told we have. Epigenetics, on the other hand, which means everything that is around us, the environmental influences, it can be nutrition, but it's also that what we are feeling and sensing from others in their behaviors and with their emotions, that can be a deep impact and a deep imprint on a person's mind. And so when someone observes parents being anxious or depressed, subconsciously, that's basically the programming on how you go through life, how you deal with certain situations. And then you are modeling according to that. You take on those programs, those imprints, and you believe, well, this is how it is. I mean, my parents were very anxious, and there was always the other shoe dropping somehow, somewhere. I mean, we were preparing several times for World War III because they were always wondering, you know, the instability in the the Middle East and so on, so... I was growing up with that anxiety and basically learned you have to be in control, you have to be prepared, and I have been living in this anxiety for many, many years, in that having to somehow try to avoid the unavoidable disaster, and that's certainly not genetic. That is simply an imprint from what I experienced, what I saw, and parents are the authority, When they say this is how life goes and this is what happens, we believe it. We take it on. And so in many ways you could say when we do outgrow fear and anxiety, we actually often outgrow those imprints and programming from our childhood and actually really step into our own and no longer are entangled in what other people have been living and been modeling to us.
0: Well, you know, part of this, though, is we're looking at the many, many factors in our lives. So let's talk, you know, about some of the things also, you know, that cause these misconceptions or the things that show up. You know, also the other thing that we look at when we are categorically put into a classification, you know, we're already and it doesn't matter what it is, Dr. Schaub, whatever the classification is, it's a diagnosis. And if it is in the world of psychology, psychiatry, or addiction, then we are all of a sudden feeling like we're not enough. This is a weakness. You know, Mm -hmm. we have a malady. We're not going to be good citizens in life. We'll never be able to achieve our dreams. You see? So there we go. We've got the fear. We've got the anxiety. Then we get the diagnosis, and now, oh, my God, yeah, right, the diagnosis now tells us the truth that we really are not okay.
1: You know, that is kind of a uh, an issue in our society that we do have this need to fit in and to be functional and to be productive at all times. You know, I, I think back at the, you know, really 100, 200, 300 years ago, and for example women when they had their their uh, menstrual cycle that they had these moon lodges where they were literally for several days hanging out together and uh, basically were in, taken out from their actual duties to really go through that natural phase of the monthly cycle and so there was an honoring of okay you have something that's right now need to be paid attention to and that's what we all do now, in our society, no, we are just trying to, we have, you know, any kind of pains, aches, emotional, physical, we try to forget about it, stuff them down and keep on moving forward because otherwise we don't belong, we don't really, uh, you know, do our duty or take part in it and uh, and then we feel that we are less than and that we are somehow weak or that uh, we are too vulnerable. And and that's what unfortunately happens with fear and anxiety, too. It has been so demonized as something that uh, is a disorder, is a weakness, is something that needs to be you know, immediately addressed uh, with medication, just forget about it and, uh, and somehow suppress it, that we are really missing the point that fear and anxiety is a very natural emotion that has a purpose to be there, And if it shows up more intensely, we should ask ourselves why and not try to uh, simply erase the signal. And we don't do this with our cars. I mean, if the car is blinking somewhere and saying, you know, you're missing oil or you're missing gas, we're not just putting a tape uh, on top of it and say, no, I don't want to see that. We are actually going to the mechanic and find out. And that's what we need to do also with our emotions. Don't try to make your emotions wrong honor your emotions understand they are here for a reason and then let's figure out what they have to tell you and how it can use them as an inner compass to actually find the better and more true path the more authentic path of your life
0: well you know i mean this is really where we're getting to explore the many many layers of fear right And, you know, the and as we look at these, we also get to discover how they manifest in our lives, because it's one thing to say I'm afraid. It's another thing to say I'm afraid. And, you know, that's the reason I'm not doing A, B, C, D. You know, I'm afraid. That's why I'm not on Match.com, Dr. Friedman. I'm afraid. That's why I'm not applying for that job. I'm afraid. That's why I'm not. That's why I'm not. That's why I'm not.
2: Right, because isn't right.
0: that what you look at? You look at the, that's why I'm not part of it, too.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, it's, this is a very important first step where you really have to ask yourself, what are the costs of my fear? Uh, but as mm. much as there is the avoidance of this is what I'm not doing because of fear, sometimes we have to look at what are we doing because of the fear. I'm working twice as hard. I'm trying to please everyone and never say no. I am micromanaging and let let anything up to chance. I mean, these are other patterns we do because of fear, and they're also driven in ways that ultimately are not sustainable because they drain our energies. So avoidance is certainly one, but really ask yourself, when I do something continuously and repetitively, And I'm actually feeling very uncomfortable when I'm not doing it. For example, when I'm all of a sudden saying no to my boss to take another overtime. Or when I'm all of a sudden feeling like, um, you know, I let actually my wife choose how we are driving to whatever destination and I'm not having to be in charge of it. When that makes me feel uncomfortable, chances are you have an issue with fear and anxiety and it should be looked
0: at. Uh, you know, I know we've got a couple of minutes left. I'd like to spend a little time uh, with talking about, you know, the upcoming, you know, series that you're creating. Would you give us a sneak peek at what you'll be covering in that series and, and and again, let people know how they can participate?
1: Well, that's uh, a three-month Series: a live video webinar series about the fear and anxiety solution. And it starts on April 8th, and it really has been for a long time in my heart to offer what I have uh, found and uh, how I have been helping thousands of people in individual sessions to a broader audience, because not everybody can afford the individual sessions. So for a fraction of what people usually have to pay for the individual sessions, I'm offering this three-month series to help people to identify and address the deeper subconscious root causes of their fear and anxiety and to build a strong foundation of confidence and inner peace. It's three months because there is work, that will be done during the 90-minute seminar sessions. We have question-and-answer sessions in between those times. There will be unlimited email support, but you get homework, and there are very specific tools that I will introduce to you that will help you to reprogram and repattern your subconscious mind away from feeling so defensive or avoiding or out of the survival mode into a place of self-empowerment. And it's really, really exciting that I can offer this to a bigger audience and really make it affordable and accessible to everyone. So if you have fear and anxiety, or if you know anyone who has, who really are looking for a way to overcome it, not just suppress it, but outgrow it, this is really an incredible opportunity for you. And all you need to do is just to go... To the fear and anxiety the fear and anxiety And right on the top, it says live video seminar. Click on the button and you see all the information. And um, if you want to sign up now, you even get a hundred dollars uh, reduction on the price. So this is really something that you should take advantage of.
0: Oh, well, thank you so much, Dr. Friedman. One last quick question What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with today?
1: Well, definitely, if you have fear and anxiety, make sure that you're honoring it, that you're seeing it as a catalyst for growth, and know that underneath that layer of fear and anxiety, there is waiting something to be discovered, and usually what you will discover will blow your mind, because that's the truth of who you are. And that truth coming forth, that's what we are all here to do and to share with the world.
0: Awesome. 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 Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. Thank you for KKNW AM 1150. Thank you for our buddies, WBLQ. We are so thrilled and we promise you much more of this. Dr. Friedman, you are amazing.
1: Thank you so much. And um, yeah, thank you. Thankful for all the listeners who were asking questions and listening today. I really appreciate you.
0: All right, we'll see you soon.